your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard to another episode of Rope Drop on Deck. I'm Doug McKnight here with Michelle McKnight. Are we ready to set sail for the day, Michelle? Like really set sail? Because we're really setting sail later this week. Yes, it's getting very, very close till we're on the Disney Wish. Uh, next week, we should have a trip report on that one. That should be very exciting. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about planning a cruise. Kind of a 101 type of class today. But first, some Apple reviews. This is where we would read your Apple reviews. If you leave a five-star review, we will read it on air. Um, we have gotten a couple reviews, but no written reviews, so... Write a review, let us know what you think so far, but with five stars, you know, that that's the important part. And uh, we will read it on air. And first, the news. So the big cruise news this week is Disney bought a really, really, really big ship, didn't they, Michelle? Yeah, it's just not quite like their normal ships, I would say. So they bought the Global Dream. Um, Gentine was the parent company that went bankrupt. And they had two gigantic behemoth ships for uh, under construction. And they had already scrapped the Global Dream 2, which was going to be the largest cruise ship in the world. And the Global Dream 1, I guess, uh, was like 70% complete. And that is what Disney bought. It would be the seventh largest cruise ship by gross tonnage on Earth, which compared to the other Disney ships, you don't even know where they rank because it's like way down there. Um, and about 9,000 passengers and 20 decks. Michelle, how do you feel about that size of ship in the Disney fleet? It's not going to belong. Like, it's just, it's not what they do. So, um. So 20 decks. Like, the Wish is like, what, 15? Something like that? Yeah. And, and that's bigger. Um, so, like, the biggest Disney ship, like, we're talking capacity around 4,000 something. And here they're they're saying nine thousand. Uh, Disney's already said they're going to take it down to about six thousand. This ship was built and designed for the Asian market. Not sure what that means exactly, but lots of casinos, I'm told. And uh, I'm thinking probably going to get rid of those for kids clubs, right? Yeah, I would say so. I, I mean. They have to have kids clubs, no matter where they put the ship at. Yeah. It's Disney. It's, even though it's close to being complete, they now have about two years of remodeling, changing. So they got a lot of work to do. The Imagineers have a task. Um, looking at some pictures of the Global Dream, Michelle, what jumps out at you the most when you look at the picture of that astronaut on the side of it? Um, they're going to paint over that. That's going to be all like <laughs> that... Um, Navy blue? No, it's not navy. It's... Nancy's pants or whatever? No. Sarah's pants. It's somebody's pants. Molly? Margaret's. I can't remember from oh our... goodness. Uh, art of the cruise theme ship tours. They tell you the, the color of the pants. It's like Marjorie's pants blue or something. Um, but they're going to give it that classic Disney look. It has three funnels. I'm kind of curious if any of those are actual functioning funnels. And how many uh, funnel suites they might be putting in there? I don't know. It's it, Monica Blue. Monica! I was so, <laughs> and so it has close. Nothing to do with pants. It's from her pants. It's the color of pants but she had. It's not on in one the day. name of the color. Well, you can't say Monica Pants Blue. That's sillier than just Monica Blue. But yeah, it's a custom blue from her pants. Anyway, they're going to paint it um, like the Oasis class ships. 
It has a split in the center, so that will be very different for Disney. And it also looks like it has an aqua theater type venue on the aft of the ship. <laughs> so they're just taking Royal Caribbean stuff. Yeah, that's like a knockoff Oasis class ship, basically, is what they they're bought. They're trying to make it bigger, so make it look they better. Try. The next one, the Global Dream 2, was going to be bigger, but that was like 20%. No, I'm saying bigger than the Oasis class ships. That's what I mean. That's what they're trying, but they failed. They didn't quite get there. They got more passengers That's on. That's what I mean, yeah. But not as yeah. much space. Yeah. So take that as you will. You so, can have a room on this ship, but you yeah. may not have anywhere to play. I mean, if you like shoulder to shoulder But that's activities. why they're bringing it down to like 6,000. Yeah. So you have more spaces. Lots of suites probably going to be added for families. Um, split baths probably going to be added, hopefully. Um, it runs on green methane gas which is very unique, not found anywhere in this hemisphere. So it will likely be servicing Asia, maybe headquartered out of Singapore is one possibility. That's all just rumor, conjecture, as we like to do. But that's the big news. They say 2025, so we'll see. A couple years to remodel, and um, yeah, we'll see. I hope it doesn't scrap that third ship. Yeah, I I mean, we got the treasure coming. It's very well underway. Um... And then there's a third ship. They've said it won't, but not real loudly. So we'll see. We will see. But that's that is the news of the day. So let's let's talk about planning a cruise because Michelle, you as a destination specialist, deal with lots of people planning cruises. First time, fiftieth time, all the in between. And there's some things that are very different about planning a cruise vacation than other vaca- vacations, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 so many different cruise lines. There's so many different types of rooms. There's um, different entertainment on board. There's different destinations, different ports that you can sail out of. Um, it, it's it's just different. And um, I know some people are mad because you know I want to leave on a Tuesday and the ship leaves on a Saturday. It, it's not like that. So it, I mean, yes, you can pick a lot of different things, but you can't exactly pick your exact departure date that you want to leave. Yeah, so let's go through some of the big categories here. The first thing when you're planning any trip that you need to tell your travel agent or yourself is you got to know when, right? You can't just pick all the days. Yes, um, being flexible is awesome, but you have to have a starting point. We get lots of of um, potential clients that are like, I'm flexible, just tell me when. And then we pick the day that like their son's getting married. And then they can't sail that day. So what? first you have to have a starting point. Yes. Got to have that starting point of when, like school breaks, work, time off, all that sort of stuff. That's the first thing. When and when you might want to think about, you know, the price can fluctuate with the wind, but also hurricane season can impact the wind. Um, say you want to do Alaska. Well, you're not doing that for Christmas type of thing is that something you run into a lot like people ask for i want a transatlantic that goes from the u.s to europe in the fall like that type of question i've had that but that you can do that on certain cruise lines um Um, it's just um hey i want yeah i want in november i want to go transatlantic um on disney yeah that's not gonna happen in november but it could happen in like september so yeah um, so your, your wind does matter yeah so you need to figure out your your 
your price? Like, are you more concerned about the dates you're available or the price of the cruise? Like, are you set on the destination? It's, I mean, when goes into where and then where would, goes into cruise line. Would so you say everything. Where, where is the second most important thing to have down? Or how many people come to you with the where as their number one thing? Like, I want to go to Alaska and then you figure out the when. For Alaska, we do that a lot. Not necessarily when. Okay, maybe when. I mean, Alaska's season is short, so you're either going to go like in May, June, July, August, or September. Um, and then depending on what they want to see in Alaska, that's where you recommend, um, you know, if, if they don't care that it might be a little more chilly or a little bit more rainy, you know, you can suggest dates there. But um, Alaska, I would say, is the easiest for that part because you have such a short season that, I mean, you have to pick one of those one of those dates. You can't just pick all year round. That makes sense. The How important is the where in the planning? Like people say, okay, we want to go in the summer when the kids are out. And then they're like, we don't care where we sail. Do they need to, like you need a better idea on the where? Or does the wind matter? Like the length of cruise affect the where as well? Uh, it's both. I think so. I mean, the where you're not going to get to the Southern Caribbean on a three night cruise. So, darn it. Um, I mean, when do you have, you know, 10 nights? Do you have nine nights? Do you have seven nights? Um, that, that, you know, Southern Caribbean, that would be that way. Um, Alaska, I only have three nights, but I really want to go to Alaska. Well, you're, you're really not going to be able to do that. So, this doesn't happen, does it? No, no, no. Um, so the when and the where kind of marry together to a certain point. A little bit. A little bit. But um, like Caribbean, you can do year-round um, as long as you want to do like seven nights um, or five nights. There's a lot of five nights to the Caribbean. Especially out of Miami. Yes. Too. Or yeah. Galveston has a lot of five nights as well, doesn't it? To yeah. To Cozumel and back, yeah. basically. Or Puerto, Puerto Costa Maya. Um if you want to go to the Bahamas, there's lots of three and four nights all year round. Um, That's probably the easiest cruise to book when you say, like, to fit in a schedule, to get scheduled lots of... Every cruise line basically has their three, four night version. Yeah. Yep. Pretty pretty close to every every cruise line. Yeah. So that's... I mean, that's definitely the easiest. And it's a good way to start, too, because if you don't know if you're going to be motion sickness, have motion sickness or... Um, you don't know that you're going to like it at all. You, I'd say start with a four night. Three nights a little short, but it's also easier to fit in your schedule. So yes. I understand that as well. And that's why I always say three nights is better than zero nights. Yes. Because we have a three night coming up. And right. I have to remind myself. Right. But as the kids are older, like time is precious. So if we can fit in a three night and not miss any school, which we're doing, then that's what we're going to do. Right. Even though the kids are whining that it's not a nine night cruise. Yeah, they're a little bit spoiled from our Greek Isle cruise this summer. That's another thing. Like, Europe, you know, it's you really have to look at the the when to get the where there, similar to Alaska. It's more a summer season, especially northern Europe. Yeah. I mean, there's some other cruise lines that do, you know, um, they get start earlier in the spring or they go later in the fall. But especially if you want to do Disney, it's strictly summer. Or right about now. Royal. How far does Royal stretch the season in Mediterranean? Uh, a little bit further than Disney, but nothing like it's not. It's not, not like year MSC. round. Yeah, MSC is year round or Costa. Um, they're more European based cruise lines, though. 
Yeah. That's probably why they're like that. Yeah. What about Bermuda as a win and a wear? Is that fairly year-round, but only out of certain ports? That is, um, I guess I'm only familiar with um, Norwegian, Royal, and Disney there. Um, Mostly yeah, the fall season, summer. There's some spring. There's some summer. Yeah, but, but all out of the Northeast, right? Yes. Um, there's a there was a mariner that left. Um, I know there was an eight night. Yeah, because we had a yeah, but they. I mean, it took all all the time to go up and then all the time to come back. So they didn't really go anywhere but Bermuda and then Coco. So, so there's a lot of unique destinations that your win and your wear go hand in hand. Um, but then things like Eastern Caribbean, Western Caribbean, Bahamas, there you can find your win and then the where will work out because there's lots of options. But at what point then do you start talking about what cruise line to cruise? Is it after you kind of know when and where you want to go or is it married right in there with it? I think it's it's pretty much married right in there. Um, maybe not quite so much for Alaska, but still if you have kids, I don't know that I would um, necessarily sail on like celebrity um, to Alaska. Or I think Holland. It, or Holland, America. Um, some people do and it's great, but it, the kids clubs just are not going to be, you know, great for young, young kids for those cruise lines. So, um, so you kind of look at your family dynamics when you're picking the cruise ship, cruise line. Yeah. Just Um, to make sure that everyone in your party is going to have a good time. Cause there are cruise lines that, that will literally, you know, we can literally put you on a cruise um, that will literally fit your whole family. So you don't need to necessarily sacrifice one, one thing for one thing. So, so if say we're doing a three night to the Bahamas out of Miami or Port Canaveral, which very regular ports, what talking about the three main cruise lines that we're experienced with, and you already mentioned Norwegian Royal and Disney, what would you recommend? How do you separate people and suggest which line might fit them best? Well, price is a thing, so... Does that matter? What? Yeah, it yeah, does. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, price price is a thing. Um, dates, I mean, it's... It, it's true. One it, might leave yeah, on a Monday, one might leave on a Thursday, so I mean, the Some people only have, matter. like, five days off. Some people only have, you know, these seven days off. So it's, yeah, everything kind of works in together, but... Um, that's what a good travel planner will be able to do for you is to, to help you there. Um, there's just so many different ships, so many different cruise lines that, um, you know, if somebody, um, doesn't care that they're on a, um, like older ship because they are better with the price there, um, or maybe they have a more unique itinerary than the, the bigger ships that are newer, um, you know, then we'll shift there. But, uh, you really don't know until you get started giving suggestions, looking at all the options. Yeah. Once you narrow down your when and where, um, that's when you can kind of see which ships match with when you want to leave. Because say you really want to leave on a Tuesday, that might determine what ship you're leaving on. Yeah, that's going to be unique usually. Like the big ships usually. Leave on the weekend. Usually leave on the weekend. Yeah. I the, just randomly pick Tuesday because yeah. it's fun. I know. I mean, Disney's three and four nights right on the wish right now. Out of Port Canaveral, they, they, the four nights leave on Monday and the three nights leave on Friday. Lots of royal ships do that same thing. 
either out of Miami, Fort Lauderdale, or Port Canaveral. Same thing with a three and four night. It's just, it just works. So they mm-hmm. found what works and it goes. So, um, but you might still find some four or five nights that kind of leave it off patterns. The five night ones are un- are more unique, I would say, because it's more like a five night, four night, five night, four night. And so the days of the week are going to get off a little bit. So you might be able to hit something if you have a unique day that you need to leave on. Do you find that the cruise lines stick to pretty regular schedules with their ships and it's fairly predictable? Is that back to being predictable after COVID and the shutdown? Or is it still kind of here, there, and everywhere? Um, I mean, it's pretty predictable. Like when I'm talking about those three and four nights, seven nights, um, and even the five nights, four nights, it's pretty predictable. Um, But of course, there's always one or two that are unique and that's, I mean, people like those. So like if you can find a Oasis class for three or four nights, I mean, lots of people like those because one is lower in price than the seven nights. And also it might fit into your schedule. Like we don't have time for a seven night Oasis with our kids right now. It's sad, but true. But I would take a three or four night in a heartbeat with them because I really think that they would enjoy them. They would. And we, we would, I would like to explore an Oasis class ship. Uh, they are the largest in the world. They like we discussed at the beginning, the, the the wonder of the seas. The wonder of the seas is the biggest by like feet or inches or centimeters. I can't remember. They keep one up in themselves by a couple couple meters or something. But um, it's fascinating to think about how big they've gotten their floating cities. And in three night on that size of ship, you can't even remotely do it all. So you got to go back. Um, so say we've picked our when, we've picked our where. We've picked our cruise line. We've picked which ship. We're ready to go. How do we pick what cabin? Because there's a lot of options. And you talk in code most of the time when you're talking about cabins on all these cruise lines. You know the categories and stuff. And to me, it's like um, it has a window. It doesn't have a window. It has a veranda. That That's the three categories in my head. But there's like dozens of categories on every ship, isn't there? Yeah, there, there really is. So, I mean, sure, you've narrowed it down and you want a veranda, but there's different kind of verandas. There's some that sleep four, there's some that sleep five. Um, I don't believe there's any that sleep six, just a regular veranda that I'm thinking of across the different ships um, without going into like a family suite type of thing. Um, some of the rooms only sleep three. Um, there are some cruise lines that have a veranda and they um, it's a studio, so you only sleeps one. Um, so, yeah, there's... there's all sorts of all kinds. Um, but once for me, once I narrow it down for my clients that they want, um, say an ocean view, I'm going to give them several types of ocean views. And I'm also going to give them that code ocean ocean view to translate for window. It means a window window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you're not viewing from your veranda, you're viewing through a window. No. Yeah. You press your face up against it. You can feel the sea breeze maybe. Yeah. No, not really, but (laughs) I can try. No. Um, but no, if they want ocean view, I'm going to give them a few different types and I'm going to also give them that code because, um, when they're comparing things online, not necessarily everything you see online is what we are quoting because it's It's, not the best thing for you. They usually quote you the cheapest category of a veranda, cheapest category of ocean It might be a guarantee or Norwegian calls it a sail away. Which means that's the room above the nightclub. No, it means that's, they're going to pick for you. You don't get a pick. Then you get the room above the nightclub. (laughs) When do, when it the cruise happen. line picks for you, it's the room nobody picks. It like happen. across from the laundry. 
Yeah. That's the one that's available for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you, but like, so if you have like four adults, do you really want a bunk in your room? So if you want a room that sleeps four, I mean, is your, one of your adults really going to climb up on the top bunk? Like you have to think about different, different things like that. Sometimes in, um, Norwegian princess, um, they literally have, um, like a queen bed that you can separate. So you have, you know, singles there. Um, but then both of the other beds are upper berths. So a bunk bed. Lots of climbing. So, I mean, think about that when you are, when you're planning out your room. Yeah, sure. It sleeps four, but it's going to sleep you comfortably. Um, it's when you get two rooms. Yeah, it is. And I mean, cruise ships technically are priced, um, you know, double occupancy. So if you only put one person in a room, you're going to pay almost the same amount as you would for two people. Um, just basically minus their taxes and fees. Um, and that's on most cruise lines, unless they're having like some kind of special or if they have a studio and they, um, are not making you pay a single supplement. Um, so, I mean, if you put two people in two different rooms, um, you're still going to get a pretty good price because you have two people. So, um, going from four people in one room to two people in two rooms, each not that bad of an idea. In yeah. general, on most cruise lines. But I really think, I mean, lots of it comes into your budget. Like, are you wanting to spend more on your, your stateroom type or are you going to spend it more on your excursions? So, like, for Europe, um, how long are you really on the ship? I Not usually very much because there's so much to do in port and there's so many ports. Lots of people do inside so that they can spend more money on those excursions. Right. Europe, a lot of times you're getting off the ship at 7, 7.30 in the morning and we were in port till well after 5 p.m. most days. Um, when we did the, the uh, Mediterranean, when we stopped in like Florence and Rome, on that one, we were in port till like 7 in Florence, I believe, yeah. and in Rome, or Cetavecchia and Livorno, sorry, to be technical. They're, Rome is not on the Mediterranean, no. folks. <laughs> it's a little ways in, same thing with Florence. But um, we were in port really long time and so i mean basically we just changed in our room we had it inside when we did that didn't we um yeah. in 2019 yeah 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 and it wasn't a big deal at all we were supposed to have insides this yeah. last cruise we but... were supposed to we wanted insides we booked it would have been fine but the they messed up our room so then we ended up with the balcony <laughs> across from the laundry that's where the comment about being across from the laundry comes from yeah. holy cow some people share their life story in the doorway of the laundry room which was feet from our doorway we'd always been told that but we didn't oh really my gosh, people like yeah. live in there there's yeah. some people i think they cruise to do laundry i think that's the highlight <laughs> for them i was worried about a few of them um but then kind of on the <laughs> contrary there, um, Alaska, you want to go to Alaska, I highly recommend a balcony. balcony. Yeah, it's... Yes, you can you don't do have an to, inside. But oh my gosh. You know. You want it in Alaska. It's worth the... It's just so upgrade. relaxing because sometimes you're in that, like the channel going to the glacier, you're in that, I mean, really early in the morning and you can just sit out there and mm, yeah. you do not need to be with all the other With people. a blanket on too. You can take your own blanket And you're out in there. that channel and you spin. And oh, it's... Fantastic. Like, yeah. Um, you know, Europe, I think, is twofold on the, the veranda for the views, though. So the views when we did Barcelona to Rome and back were very industrial, not the prettiest sites. There's some. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
but we were fine on the inside. There was nothing when we stood on the balcony like, oh my gosh, that's amazing, like compared to the Caribbean or anything like that. But in Greece, there was some sights to be seen. The scenery was a lot better. Um, the the landscape of Greece was just way neater, way more. I, am I wrong? Am I crazy? No, Greece was way better than just, just just the Europe. Greece. Sailing from Rome down past Sicily, that was really cool. Going through that channel or the little strait um, at the tip of Italy. That was really cool. And seeing all the volcanoes. Yeah. You saw Stromboli, you saw Etna, you saw Vesuvius, you saw all of them. All three active volcanoes right there from the ship. And so that scenery was definitely better. Going from Barcelona to Rome, it was open water during the day where, yeah. So little factors and a good travel agent would know that that's i think booking cruises a travel agent is really helpful for details like that especially if they have done it personally or they're you know they do their research and they know what's important just because they haven't been on a cruise to one particular destination doesn't mean they don't know because they talk to other professionals that have done it on yeah the room type there's a whole nother spectrum we haven't talked about suites suites and concierge mm-hmm. or Concierge-type levels, like Norwegian has the Haven. Um, There's lots of stratification, lots of ways to plus your cruise. And what are your thoughts when someone's like, you know what, I want to do something extra special room-wise or with my stay. I want to be pampered. What do you recommend, like, on Royal Norwegian Disney? I don't understand. I mean, like, obviously they would be in a... How do they plus it up? Obviously, concierge or okay. club or club, sweet, club? sweet life. Sweet life. What's it called <laughs> on life Royal? On deck. Well, that is where sweet. the name of the there's, show comes from, the sweet life on deck. There's the sea level suites. There's sky level suites. There's, that's for Start Royal. Start lists and stuff to confuse me. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's all Royal? Yeah. Okay. What about, and the Norwegian has the, the Haven. Haven. And yeah. what is special about the Haven? It seems like its own little cruise ship within a cruise ship. Yeah, I mean, like they have their own like little pool, like it, it, it's concierge, like. But it's rooms... just got a different name. Yeah, yeah, they just, yeah, they just made it special concierge for them. It's such a generic name for concierge. Right. Good job, Norwegian. We yeah. Haven. Yeah. That's, then you have celebrity. Special. You have celebrity who tricks you. Concierge is just a veranda with. Didn't we say concierge? <laughs> Right? Uh, it was like... No, we, we didn't. We I did on a different celebrity okay. cruise. And I was like, what's different? And you're like, nothing. No, nothing. You can call on <laughs> this person. Well, I could call on them basically or stop at the front desk and get the same. I'm going to so, send our kids to the front desk a lot on our next cruise. And like, if they complain about anything to me, I'm like, go to the front desk. Just go tell them. <laughs> That's, I'm not taking their complaints. <laughs> Is that bad? Um, Am I a bad parent? I mean, but all those things... But usually those different levels comes with, you know... Either a concierge lounge, um, they uh, you can make uh, port excursions first, um, specialty dining first. So like there's different uh, different things that all those levels have perks with. So um, yes, while a cruise ship, you know you can get pampered anyway, right? But yeah. um, if you want extra pampering, then yeah. that's what yeah. Because the crew takes such good care of you already. I I feel that. Going concierge is way above and beyond. 
and uh, would be something fascinating to enjoy at some point in my yeah. life. And like the retreat on Celebrity, oh, same thing. Retreat. Yeah. So concierge is just, you know, the fake, <laughs> fake class. There's the, if celeb- they have the concierge class, aqua class, but neither one of those are actual concierge. So retreat is retreat, what you want for Celebrity. Like the Haven. Yeah. Retreat. They just named yeah. it better. Yeah. They have like villas on the edge class ships. Um, yeah. You get a villa. So every, like every cruise line has kind of made it their own, um, the concierge level. Um, and they usually have their own like private sun deck. Something. Something to set it apart. Yeah. Less crowded. I have lots of people who are looking for more space, right? And, yeah. And they There's don't want to. space. They don't want to pay for that extra, the suite. They don't need the pampering. They just want space, right? Well, the awesome thing about um, about cruises are you can actually pick that your, your rooms are going to connect on the inside. So you can, like our family, mm-hmm. we, for the last few cruises, we've done two staterooms. They yeah. connect in the middle. Um, and so we put our kids in one room and we put us in the other room. Then we lock all the doors. And it's still way less, more, way less expensive than just going to an actual one-bedroom suite with yeah. Disney Cruise Line. And, and a lot of other cruise lines. Yeah, and it's, it, yeah. The two rooms is usually the most economical option for larger families. And I've enjoyed that. For sure. And one big difference between, if you've never been on a cruise, booking a cruise, like you said, you pick your room. Where when you check in the hotel, they're like, oh, you're on the seventh floor, you're down at the end, deal with the dumpster. You already know that. Right. With the cruise, cruise. like, you know, unless you do a guarantee where they pick for you, which I'm not a fan of. I don't like it when they pick for me. I like to be able to pick my exact room so I know what's above me, what's below me, what's next to me. I like it to be staterooms. I don't like it to be the theater. When they were going to move us around on that cruise this summer, the first one they were going to give us, I was like, that's above the theater. No, thank you. And they're like, oh, we're dealing with somebody that knows something about the cruise ship. Yeah. They were ready, just like, there you go. And I was like, no. (laughs) Nope, nope, no. Yeah. Not that we even have little kids or anything, but no. I just was like, no, I'm going to keep playing this game until I get the room I want. Yeah. We ended up with the laundry room. Yes. Which wasn't that bad. I learned about, you know, what Martha's pants life story. I don't know. I'm just. You didn't I, learn much. You I didn't, didn't learn do much, much laundry. I didn't. And even. I could no. just hear him through the door. Very yeah. muffled. <laughs> yeah. Like Charlie Brown's teacher constantly out there talking. Yeah. Um, One last thing about the, the rooms. at least that I can think of for the rooms too, is that, you know, um, sure you don't want a, a veranda, but you want an ocean view. You're not going to get an ocean view on the eighth deck um, and be in midship because they're going to put the verandas in the middle of the ship. Ah, uh, yeah. And it dictates where you're at. Yeah. And so you're probably going to be on deck two or three on a royal ship, deck two or one on a Disney ship. So, or on the ends, aft and forward. Yeah, but if you want midship, oh, you would need yeah. to be in those areas. Because Royal's still got ocean views on the higher decks, but they're going to be aft or forward, just yep. like Disney. And one really cool veranda is if you want to be on the very aft of the ship or the back, that's great. Big balconies usually, depending on the ship. However, they vibrate. They shake. They wake you up. Good morning. <laughs> and I've heard that about just about every ship. Yeah. We experienced it once. It's yeah. no joke. But the view, phenomenal. And every now and then, you get to take care of a flag. At least yeah. we did yeah. one time. You'd have to go to the Rope Drop Radio episode for that one. Yeah, Rope Drop Radio this summer. We we did a trip report on the Disney Dream. No, last summer, 20, 
No, August of 2021. Yes. Go find that. It was Michelle's birthday cruise, and it was like their third cruise back after reopening. So that was interesting. So um, anyway, moving on. One other thing you got to take in consideration when you're picking your cruise. This is all about picking what cruise to do. How active do you want to be? What activities are you looking at? That might help determine what ship you want to be on more than, say, you want a ship that offers X, Y, and Z. That might determine your when and where a little bit. If you want one with a rock climbing wall, go-karts, laser tag, basketball hoops, characters to meet, all those intangibles... Or are you just going to swim all the time? It doesn't, doesn't exist. No, what, I'm talking about just those, named. No, not on all. I listed all <laughs> the was, things those on were lots your of demands. ships. And oh, yes. I want, I'm going to make a ship. I'm looking for a ship with all of that. I wanted to go on a seven night cruise to the Bahamas departing from New York City. Does that exist? No, no, it does not. <laughs> no. I want to go to the private islands, but I want to leave out of San Diego. Nope, no. not going to happen. Nope. Nope. See, things like that. We didn't even talk about the West Coast. and I mean, San Diego, Sorry. L.A. to <laughs> Baja. That's about the only option. You could go to Alaska. Or not Alaska, sorry. You could go to uh, Hawaii, but it's like a really long cruise <laughs> with a few stops in, in Hawaii. And then back. Yeah. Well, you don't have to go back. Yeah. You fly back. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oof. So lots of options there, but what activities help drive people to different things? Have you have you had a client like we really want a ship with blank, and they pick their cruise based around that? Um, I mean, I'm just I'll, making up hypothetical clients here now. No, I mean it could happen, but there's just so many different things on the different cruise lines. So like you know, Royal Caribbean don't like they have the Rock Wall. They have um, Flow Rider. Um, they have a bumper bumper cars at sea. Um, like just different things, and then Norwegian has the go karts and the laser tag and does um, Norwegian the VR have a flow rider? They don't. No, do they? nope. Um, who has the skydiving thing? That's royal. That's right? royal. Yeah. And the some of the ships with the eye thing that the North Star. North Star. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, Royal Caribbean that. again as well. I'll pass on doing that. Yeah, and they have a bungee like jumping. I can't. You jump. did that once, right? No, I didn't. I thought you did. No. no. Did you watch people do that? No. Oh, you did a zip line. Oh, yeah. They always is classed with the zip line. Yeah. yeah. And yep. how was that? Zip lining at sea. Fine. I don't know. It was pretty boring, actually. It's a very, very short little thing for all the work that you have to go into, the signing the waiver, the putting the, you know, the helmet on so and the harness. So it took longer to do and... the waiver than it did to actually zip the line. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's very quick. So... Um, but anyway, there's so many things. And then, like, the Disney ships have, you know, characters and just everything. All the ships have something. So You know what they all have? Ice cream. Yeah, but it all, it differs. It still varies. Yeah. But it's there. There's always ice cream. Yeah. It all comes back to ice cream, I think. An important sure. Thing. So <clears throat> nobody's really picking specifically for the activities you're saying. I, I mean, some people do, but... I mean, if if they want, you know, adventure, then Norwegian or Royal is what I would probably recommend. If they um, want magic. Yeah, then they're going to, I would say, Disney. What if they want a nice, slow-paced evening of um, drinking and dining? Um, celebrity, princess, 
mean, it all depends, again, on, like, the ages of the people going. So. What, you're not seeing a bunch of 20-year-olds on Celebrity? I mean, they could, especially if they want, like, an upgraded experience. Because, in my opinion, Celebrity overall is more, is upgraded compared to Royal Caribbean. So. Yeah. um, So, if you're a sophisticated, you know, 25-year-old. Fancy palette. And you don't have tiny kids that want to see Mickey Mouse, then, sure, Celebrity's for you. Excellent. <laughs> Anything else when it comes to picking your cruise? Any any other little advice when you first reach out to a travel agent? What type of information should you provide? Well, who's traveling? <laughs> That's a big one. Um, they're going to ask for dates of birth. Some people don't like to give dates of birth, but that, you know you have to have that You're sale. Leaving the country, yeah. So they're um, going to need it. Yeah. Um, w- you know when when you can sail. Ideally, how many nights you want to try to sail. That could range from, you know, three to five or five to seven, you know, and then we fit you according to that. But um, if you have no idea about any of those things, sure, we can still help, but we're going to have to, you know, work on narrowing it down a little bit. Um, also important, how many cabins? Say yeah, if, if you're you have traveling, four yeah. or five people, but you were thinking, I want two cabins, you got to actually say that. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. yeah. And one thing we didn't talk about cabins. And the cabins is if you do have a lot of people um, traveling and you need to f- multiple staterooms, then you can, um, you know, we can put you in balconies that are, you know, next to each other. And lots of the cruise lines allow you to open up the actual balcony so you can have like a longer balcony. Yeah. And then your father-in-law or my father can oh. walk over and knock on the veranda door. Ugh. And yep. you're like, what is that? And like the first time was like, how did someone get out there? Like, my brain went to someone climbed up or down to our, and then I realized, oh. It's just your dad. There's three door options here. There, we were adjoined that time. Mm-hmm. You have the actual hallway where normal people go, and then the veranda. He went with the veranda where the windows were open. But if you know your dad, that's pretty normal. If you've met Jim, yep. you're not shocked by that story. He's not the life of the party, though. Not that Jim. Nope. Not <laughs> Jim. I'm with Jim. Not that Jim. Best t-shirt we've ever seen on a cruise. That so, was another cruise, folks. There you go. We'll get to all those stories eventually as we uh, as we continue this journey on the high seas. This has been definitely another episode of Rope Drop on Deck. So if you're looking for more from us, find us online at Rope Drop on Deck on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hopefully coming soon still in the process of making that uh follow along interact we'd love to chat with you uh watch for pictures of our upcoming cruise on the disney wish so for michelle mcknight and doug mcknight this is another rope drop on deck <laughs>